Welcome to the latest in our Aberdeen Closed End Fund podcast series. I'm Dan Buchanan with Aberdeen, and today we are focusing on emerging market equities with a portfolio manager of the Aberdeen Emerging Markets Equity Income Fund, ticker AEF, Mr. Nick Robinson. Morning, Nick. Morning, Dan. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us from London. Nick, let's begin with an update on emerging markets. Yes, I think since the last time we spoke, quite a few things have happened. Certainly, there's been a change in view towards emerging markets from most investors over the last few months. I think you know, what's happened has been quite striking, which is the unexpected and quite sudden relaxing of zero COVID in China, which has meant that you've had uh, an awful lot of money flow into China and uh, into, into the stock markets there boosting stock prices, and at the same time, we've had earnings forecasts and expectations for China uh, increasing as well on, on the basis that the economy is reopening and things are going to get going again. And I think that comes at quite a striking time when, at the same time, in the US at least, interest rates are beginning to approach a peak, at least the pace of rate increases has started to slow down. Certainly, inflation appears to be rolling over. So, yeah, those things are all pretty pretty good for emerging markets. And then, yeah, we're also seeing a bit of an increase again in commodity prices, particularly oil. So, yeah, quite a few things that traditionally are good for emerging markets are coming together at the same time that we're still in an earnings recession in most developed markets. So, yeah, you, I guess you combine kind of, kind of look at the relative outlooks at the moment for emerging markets versus developed markets, and there's been a bit of a a bit of a shift in terms of that relative position. And Nick, China has been ever present in the news, in the press as of late. Uh, what is Aberdeen's view in terms of investing in China today? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of the concerns that we've had in the past that are still there. Certainly, you know, there's continued geopolitical tensions. You know, that's a, now very much a bipartisan issue in the U.S., and certainly with the chip regulations in terms of US bans on chip exports into China, um, you know, being quite negative. And, and we've recently seen those broaden out to include the Netherlands and Japan who are joining in, in on those regulations to prevent essentially China's access to some high technology chips. Yeah, that's that's still there. And I, I suspect those issues will continue to continue to surface. However, you know, in the shorter term, I think you know, the, there's probably more positive outlook because of because of reopening, because of the upgrades to earnings that we're seeing. So, so I think, yeah, I mean, short term certainly you know, very attractive. Um, yeah, I guess from a from a governance perspective, China's always been a bit more of a challenging market to invest in. But really, a lot of the governance challenges are similar to you know many other emerging markets in some respects in that you know it's important to understand who's the control of the company and their um, their motivations in terms of you know what they're trying to achieve be it you know, political or, or economic and you know ultimately a lot of that comes down to to knowing the company as well and, and meeting with management teams and getting a sense of what they find important and i think nick to your point that's the beauty of active management particularly on a global platform like Aberdeen. Um, we talked about China. 
What about India? India has also been in the news as of late, just the past couple of weeks with one of their large industrial conglomerates, Adani Group. Can you comment? Yeah, sure. I mean, India is, uh, you know, it's, it's a very attractive market for us to invest in. You know, we find a lot of good businesses there. And I suppose India has suffered for a couple of things lately. I mean, firstly, this rotation into China um, has been a little bit of expensive India in terms of where that capital has come from, but you know, not something not hugely concerning. And then, of course, yeah, the Adani Group, is, as you mentioned, yeah, that's, yeah, probably the the issues there that were raised in the short seller report were not issues that were unknown in the market, although perhaps hadn't been so clearly vocalised by most investors. Certainly, we've never invested in any of the securities of of the Adani Group within this portfolio, uh, or within the emerging markets or Asian equities team. So, so it's a it's a group we've always steered clear for from. So. You know, we don't have any direct exposure, although you know, it has shaken confidence a, a bit in the Indian market. But I would say you know, the, the majority of companies and certainly those that we invest in, you know, we don't think we'll have any exposure to these particular issues. So once this kind of bubbles over, we would expect the Indian market to continue to do very well. And certainly the government's just announced their budget and that showed a 33% increase in in capital expenditure by the government for for various infrastructure projects and the like. And that's something that's really important within India because you have got this strong capex cycle that's trickling down into the rest of the economy and and providing a lot of opportunities for for companies to grow. And certainly these issues at the Adani Group haven't really changed that. Nick, I'm going to switch gears for a moment. Uh, AEF, or the Aberdeen Emerging Markets Equity Income Fund, is a closed-end fund structure. How does that vehicle, the closed-end fund vehicle itself, help you to effectively manage a portfolio like emerging market equities? Yeah, well, I guess there's a, there's a couple of things, really. I mean, firstly, the closed-end structure means that you don't tend to have inflows or outflows into the portfolio, which is helpful from a, a liquidity perspective. So it means you can go into companies which might be a bit less liquid, companies which tend to be a little bit smaller, um, so, you know, example of that in the strategy is we have a bit more exposure to frontier markets, particularly Vietnam, uh, Kazakhstan, which we'd be unable to get exposure to in open-ended strategies because of those liquidity concerns. Um, and then I suppose the other thing is it does allow us to use uh, leverage, which you know has, has started to benefit the strategy more recently as markets have been rallying again. And finally, Nick, why should investors listening today be allocating to emerging market equities? Yeah, well, I think my answer to this would just go back to what I said at the the beginning in terms of the the change in relative outlook between emerging markets and developed markets. Um, You know, certainly if you think about the last decade or so, investors for the most part have been reducing allocations to emerging markets. I mean, look, you don't really need to invest in emerging markets if you're invested in the U.S., for most of the last decade, and, and with good reason, you know, they, they haven't really performed very well. But I think with this change in, in outlook towards emerging markets, um, you know, again, once again, I think it's going to be a, an important part of the portfolio in terms of returns and diversification. And certainly when you look at investors today, they are very under-allocated towards emerging markets relative to the size of emerging markets. 
So there's a lot of capital that could potentially come into the asset class, um, which is a less liquid asset class, tends to make those stock prices move more. So I think the outlook's the outlook's pretty good, and certainly you have know, the potential for quite a long period of better performance as that capital moves. I think is is relatively high. Nick, thank you so much for your insights today, and thank you in particular to our listeners for tuning in. You can find out more about this fund at www.abrdnaef.com. Do look out for future episodes. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered as an offer, investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen. The companies discussed in this podcast have been selected for illustrative purposes only or to demonstrate our investment management style and not as an investment recommendation or indication of their future performance. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns, return projections or estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.